Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Hi there, welcome everyone to uh, Word Up here at Bright City Church. It's good to have you with us uh, this evening. Hi Ben. Hi everyone. Great to be uh, back again. Ben, how are you doing? <laughs> good, yes, yes. I know you've had Studied. a challenging week at work, but... Uh, oh, yes. Grace and peace be yours and in abundance, as Peter will say as we yeah. look at his word, uh, this letter, the Lord's word. So, yeah, we're going through the word of God. Word up is about being filled with the living word and, um, yeah, God taking us up, you know, through that uh, living and wonderful word. So, um, well, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, if We didn't get too far. We, we got didn't. in the first sentence a couple of, uh, a couple of, of the... Uh, of, 1 Peter, we're going through 1 Peter, and um, just as we pick up on the letter again, um, one of the reasons we're doing this uh, again, uh, one of the reasons it it brings to mind was that uh, it says in the Bible that one of the things that marks the, the last days on the earth, even that there will be a deception, um, will be sort of in the earth, that, 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 and it even suggests that even the elect and the people of God, you know, could be deceived if that were possible. And, and one of the reasons we're, we're really getting into his word is because, you know, it protects us from deception. Well, what, what do you think of that, Ben, in terms of, you know, deception and the word <laughs> definitely i think you know um our experience as christians uh is very you know it's varied uh and mm. the way sometimes christianity as a faith to follow um varies in its message and sometimes uh, unfortunately people are instructed in in wrong ways that doesn't build yeah. a foundation in their lives mm-hmm. um but praise God, there are you know there are is advice in the Word about how to live your life, mm-hmm. um, and it, it shows you how you know how to live as Christians. It's what the Word's yeah. all about, and you know one of those things is getting to know God through His Word. Absolutely, getting to yeah. know you know what what to expect as a Christian, what Absolutely. how your life should be shaped, mm-hmm. uh, and you know there's wisdom in that, especially yeah. living in in this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And this letter we're looking at, you know, it's it really addresses those things. You know, it's very pastoral in many ways. It's um, it's touching on who we are, what we have in God, and how to live our lives. So let's pick up where we left off. We we went through. Um, so I'll read the first uh, couple of lines just to get us back into it. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So we're going to look at um, those first few lines. We we saw last week that, uh, you know, kicks off... Peter, I mean, this is um, Simon who is speaking. Uh, Simon means the reed, you know, mm. so he's gone from the swaying reed of Simon to the rock of the, the rock. you know, Peter, the rock as Jesus called him. So we go straight in there. To God's elect is um, strangers in the world is one of the translations. To God's elect, what, what does that mean, Ben, elect? Well, and you see this like wrinkle here. 
and this uh, this grey hair that here. Furrow over there. That that is, I'm swear, that's appeared in the last couple of days while I've grappled with the doctrine of election. Election. <laughs> ah, so elect, referring to election. Elect exiles. There is a doctrine in mm. the Bible, and it, you know you can read it throughout, and pe- it, there's references to the elect of God in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And um, if you're not aware, that I mean, there is a, it's a a great subject in in theology uh, about thoughts about God and the Bible. And all all the way through, you know, it it talks about God's elect, God's elect. And it it throws up all sorts of of questions in in the mind and uh, all sorts of uh, maybe controversy about certain things. It's elect meaning chosen. Chosen, picked out, ones who are picked out. Okay. And so, you know, it's, it's a real... Uh, there's lots of opinions on it. So I've kind of, you know, I've gone into the word and thought, okay, let's have a look. What does it say? It talks about Israel being chosen by God as a treasured possession because mm-hmm. of his promise to Abraham, because yeah. of the covenant, um, and because he set his love on them. And that's in Deuteronomy. Uh, they're referred to as the chosen ones, his possession, his saints, the ones who are near to him, chosen people, people formed for himself. Yes, servants, all yes. that, all that kind of stuff, again and again and again, all throughout uh, the Old Testament. And I mean, if you read through those verses, um, when it talks about chosen being treasured, they they just sing of God's love for yeah. His people, yeah, his, his absolute love mm-hmm. for His people. Um, and Israel, the, the ones that were that were chosen uh, among all the nations of the earth, and not mm. for any strength they had, not no. for their the number. Of people that they were, just you know, they, they were the least of people. It says, and God saw the faithfulness of Abraham. He saw the potential of Abraham to teach his generations after him, and he chose them as his own special possession, um, in a sense of, of being chosen. Um, yes, they, so interestingly, so very much that theme of being a chosen and elect persons is, if you like, um, taking us. Well, t- reminding us of Israel mm-hmm. and the Jewish people who were yeah. kind of known as, you know, God's special chosen people. Yeah. And yet Peter here is uh, addressing not really Jewish people, but um, he's, 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 he's addressing people of Asia Minor. We think of modern day Turkey, Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Yes, we, there may be some Jewish people amongst the, the mm-hmm. churches there. And yet these were very much Gentile Mixed, people. Yeah. Yeah, and, well. and, and would have had some Jews, but and mm. and so to be calling them the elect yep. is something quite um, revolutionary, kind of new, isn't it? Yeah, in the sense. So that's, I mean, our picture of Israel is that you know they were the the chosen people, if you like. Yeah. To not not because of any merit they had, but to be the ones who who were God's model, if you like, for mm. how He wanted all nations to be, and they were to. Transmit that they were given the covenants and the law to to live as God's people to to be an example to the world, and as you know, as New Testament Christians, um, we don't. Well, I don't believe we replace Israel in any way, but we are grafted in to that uh, that people of God, the people of uh, God, the people yes, of God. Yes. And again, in the New Testament, you know, as you say, that those oh. people, there was a mixture of Jew and Gentile um, in those places. Um, he says, you know, we know brothers loved by God that he has chosen you. Um, talks about that in uh, in the New Testament, uh, not o- only in word, but also in power. Um, but you, 
so that you saw the example of the apostles, if you like, and became imitators of them, and you started to live as, as God wanted you to say. That's in Thessalonians 1, 4 to 7. Um, yes, because we, going back you know, to as well what you were saying there about the Jewish people, if you like, the father of the Jewish people, Abraham, um, you know, when he was called out to the beginnings of the persons, and yet God said, through you, all the, all nations, the nations of the yeah. earth will be blessed. Yeah. So yeah. yes, there's the, the beginning, the first, the nation of Israel, but then there's that, the inviting in, grafting in all the nations through Christ That's who it. would come, isn't it? That's it. And there's, I mean, again, you know, what, why? Um, Jesus spoke about, I, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed yes, you that yeah. you should bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, your fruit should remain. Um, he chose us to be holy, holy and blameless, it says in Ephesians. That, you know, again, the Jews are, were chosen as the model for, to be God's people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it say in the New Testament, again, you, you're chosen to bear fruit. You're chosen to walk, walk before the Lord and be holy and blameless. Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. So we're going to that, you know, thinking of that choosing uh, which is a theme throughout Scripture. We can't get away from it. You know, oh, he it. chose uh, people. He chose people. And, I mean, if we can look at some of the Scriptures there, um, if we think, uh, Vicky, of Psalm 139, uh, verse 16, it even talks about this, you know, well, uh, that's the foreknowledge, really, of um, bef- all the days ordained for me were written in one of your book before one of them came to be. Not, not quite referring to the choosing, but this almost foreknowledge, which we'll come to. You mentioned already Jesus saying, hey, you did not choose me, but I chose you mm-hmm. and appointed you to bear much fruit. Uh, we've got Ephesians 1.4. Again, he's saying, for he chose us. In him, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless. Again, Peter says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Again, we've got very much that sort of, particularly in that, uh, it's later on in this letter, isn't it? A chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Uh, You know, that, if you like, um, mirroring, you know, the the people of God, That's the it. Israel of yeah. God. And and like you said, Ben, we're not replacing Israel. Uh, there is a, an erroneous teaching called replacement theology That's that it, yeah. says that God has finished with the Jewish people and now, um, you know, is being replaced by Gentiles who believe. And yet, no, it's all who believe, both Jews and Gentiles, and we're being grafted in. They say that, don't they? Is it saying the new... The New Testament is in the old concealed and the old testament, the old is in the new revealed. Yeah, it's like yeah. examples, you know, they were picked out as examples uh, of God's goodness, his blessing, his mm-hmm. laws. Um as an example just to to now show us, you know, what it means to live as God's people, um, in that sense. Um, yeah, so thinking about, you know, being chosen, for some people they have a problem with that whole doctrine because yes. essentially, well, hang on a minute, if somebody's chosen, does that mean somebody isn't chosen? And, and yeah. you know, can that be fair? I know this <laughs> is, I'm not expecting you to come <laughs> no, up with no, the answer, this, but, this but, but the, yeah, what about that? This is the thing, that? isn't it? This is the, pro, the, the um, controversy. The controversy that you, you find these things in mm. Scripture and they are there. It, said, it, it talks about God choosing people and it talks about, everyone is invited so you've got these two things going on so i mean the way i kind of reconcile it in my mind whether Mm. this be correct or not but this is where i am at the moment with it um there's a 
you know, there's a, a calling um, from the gospel. No one can come to the, to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life in John six forty seven. So there's this calling, and yeah. this whole thing about being chosen rests on, you know, there's a calling, and do you answer the call? Mm-hmm. And in Romans, it, it, Rome, beginning of Romans, mm. it, it, it says, of all men, what can be known about God is plain to see. It is shown in creation. There is no excuse not to recognize it. But man... In his sin, suppresses the truth. They don't honour or give thanks to the Creator. They worship the creation instead of the Creator. So there's a, there's a, a revealing of God that can't be denied. Mm-hmm. Yet man suppresses it by trying to work out his own uh, his own explanations for things that do not include God. Um, and it's like God is there, you know, in mm-hmm. everything. But in our in our own minds, you know, um, in our own knowledge, uh, you know, we f- we reject that. Um, yes, yeah, so there, there's this reference, isn't there, to what's known as um, you know the utter depravity of of man without the intervention of God. Yes. Is it utter depravity or is it another was word? It to, for it? Uh, total, total, total depravity, depravity is, is, uh, is one of these kind of doctrines. Yeah. Uh, one way of explaining, it. and and we think of the scripture that uh, there is no one who does good, no one who is righteous, not even one. Yeah. This again is coming from. Um, r- Oh, yes, yeah, Acts, Acts chapter 3, verse 10 onwards. I don't know if you've got that one, Vicky. Acts chapter 3. Um, there is no one. Acts three ten is that one? No, beg your pardon, that's the wrong scripture. That could be my mistake. Anyway, but t- speaking about there's no one who chooses. but no, And like you said, yeah. unless the Father intervenes and draws and reveals mm. himself by the Spirit, then... Um, yeah, it's, I guess is a is a bit of a is a, a pull between those two things, isn't it? Because there's this common grace it talks about in the Bible that is for everyone. You know, the reason fruits grow and uh, you know we can mine the earth and do all that things because there's a common grace that God's given to the whole mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we've got you know supermarkets full of food in this country and you know and then we're able to grow stuff and you know all those things is because God allows that to happen there's a grace to everyone and then there's a special grace for those that believe um that we're invited into via the gospel um and god you know god's revealed himself as i said and there's a rejection um yeah and it's okay god's like okay well you know the invitation's there you've rejected it so you know in a sense i'll i'll leave you to it you know uh, and it's in Romans again, therefore God gave them up in the lust of their heart to impurity, um, dishonorable passions and debased minds. Um, uh, it says of Israel, all, all day long I've held up my hands to a d- disobedient and contrary people. Um, and it's like, you know, God God gives the invitation um, mm. through, you know, revealing himself in creation. But I guess that, you know, that's the calling, isn't it, mm. in a way? And the there needs to be a response to that and how that works, you know, um, how God initiates that or what, what our part in it is, is the whole thing of, it, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what, 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 interestingly, you know. it says according to the foreknowledge yeah. or, or, you know, that, um, he foresaw these things and, <clears throat> and, and someone might think, ah, yeah, well, well, God foreknew that I was going to respond in faith and, uh, that I would, you know, be a good person. And therefore that's why I'm chosen. And yet, um, the Bible makes it very clear that 
all of our being saved is is totally the work of grace, mm. the work of God, and got nothing to do with our own merit. So we can't yeah. say, ah, God foreknew and foresaw that I would be a good person, and that's why I'm chosen. No, we can't say that. It just seems to be that uh, there is a, a grace given, a complete grace and mercy. There's no other standing on which we come and are yeah. saved. Um, I think it's... It, it's it's a difficult thing. This is it's a really difficult it thing is, to grasp. I mean, there, you could go on and on with this. I mean, people always bring up Pharaoh in in the Old Testament in mm-hmm. Exodus because it it does say that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, um, and you're like, well, that's not fair. You know, God mm-hmm. hardened his heart. But if you actually look at look at that, um, you know, God did harden his heart in, on certain occasions um, to display his glory. Uh, in different sections mm-hmm. where, you know, he uh, he wanted to display his glory. His glory is more important than man's choices. And, uh, you know, in those plagues, each time he was displaying his glory and his might um, for the uh, freedom of his people and, mm. and to display how powerful it was. But there's other sections that said Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Yeah. And there are occasions there where... Pharaoh had the opportunity to repent and let the Israelites go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the opportunity to show mercy, but each time he hardened his heart against mm-hmm. it. And, you know, you can see in that God is working out his purposes using Pharaoh yeah. um, to resist Moses and then his rights, but he's also giving the opportunity to um, to be merciful, to yeah. turn around and to re- actually repent, it says in there. Um, I think but we he do. hardens his yes. own heart. Yeah, you know, he yeah. makes a choice. You've alluded to it. You know, there are certain things and truths in Scripture, they're they're throughout the Scripture, that are, you know, unfathomable with the human mind. They almost seem irreconcilable. They seem Mm. illogical that they can work together. And this being, how can uh, there be some be chosen, and yet God clearly says he wants all men to be saved everywhere. Yeah, and how do those it. two things go together? And, uh, and then you've got things like, you know, the sovereignty of God is in full control of every single thing, mm-hmm. every minute thing in the world. Yeah. And yet he says, you know, I want you to choose. You have free will. How can sovereignty and free, free will. will go together? together? The sovereignty of God and our own free will. And yet, they do, you know, yep. the, these are very clear in the scripture. And I think this is where we do have to, by faith, accept mm. that, you know, God is totally just. God yes. is completely loving. God knows, you know, yeah. let the judge of all the earth, yep. you know, do right. And, and and we kind of trust, don't we, in the same yes. way that we, we trust our lives to God. We say, okay, you know, I, I'm just going to, there's one thing that I can't fully grasp and, um, I don't think we're meant to, are we? No, no. Yeah. I mean, to, 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 to round it off, I guess you could say, what is justice for sinners who have turned away from God? Mm. We're, we're all born into sin. Um, we're all sinners. What is justice for people like that? It's, it, it's punishment. From it's separation from God. Yeah. It, it's, you know, why would God want relationship with people who have turned away from him in such a way? Yeah, Yet, yeah. you know, none of us deserve anything mm-hmm. but... God gives mercy. He reveals himself in the world. And, you know, you can read that in the Bible. There, there is, you know, there's a revelation of God and it's it, there's a calling. Mm. Um, and, you know, how that plays out is down to, you know, um, 
there is an interplay between you know man's responsibility and God's sovereignty, like you're there saying. Is, there is, yeah. And, and all we can do is read what's there. You know, there's is punishment for the wicked. There is rewards for the, for those that believe. Yeah. And you know, you you just have to take it as it is sometimes. Yeah. You know. So how do we know if we are chosen? Uh, and 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 in a sense, and and I would say, you know, because we we're thinking of the application of these things. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a a letter to those churches around. Um, that part of Asia, but it's also a word of God to you and to me. It's the living word. And God wants you and I to know that we are chosen and to rejoice and celebrate in the fact that, wow, God chose me. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're chosen by him, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't drop what he chooses. He doesn't let go what he, he gains. You know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't uh, make mistakes, for instance. And so, so rejoice that you are chosen. How do you know you are chosen? Well, if you are, if you are loving God, if you are loving His Word, if you're drawn to these things, as we 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 heard earlier, that you know none of these things come naturally. The natural man is it in at enmity with God, and yeah. so you can you can rest assured that if you've chosen to follow Jesus Christ, it's because He's chosen you. Yeah. And um, you know, we're to that. rejoice, aren't yeah. we? That's it. Rejoice and, in that. That you know. Rather than grappling with some of the things that we're <laughs> yeah. trying to grapple with, yeah. uh, maybe not <laughs> doing so well. Yeah, you know, if you if you're following God, like you say, and you're, you're enjoying life in the Spirit, and you're enjoying His Word, and you're seeing these things played out in your life, you know, you could, it's referring to you, the yeah. elect, the elect of God the is elect. referring to you. Yes, yes, and and Jesus Himself, you know, as He He also, He said, as you referred to, no one comes to the Father unless. And look, comes to me unless the Father draws him. Mm. And and he says, I have kept all that the Father has given yeah. me, and no one or nothing can take them out of my hand. And we know from the scriptures it says, nothing can separate, separate. us from no. the love of God. So yeah. these things are to give us great comfort. And I mean, I I rest, Ben, you know, I, I relax and, and go to sleep at night, you know, knowing, wow, I'm chosen by God. He's mm. got me. It's it's not that I'm hanging on to him and because if it was all down to my own choosing, Ben, if it was down to, you know, well, am I going to stick with God? You know, mm. I would... I wouldn't sleep at night because, you know, in my own flesh and the old Ian Fowkes, you know, wouldn't stick very well with anything. I I could drop things left, right and centre. I'm not a naturally disciplined person, I think. And and all of us might say, oh, no, you know, maybe one day I'll turn away from God and we don't get much... um, kind of peace and security from that but knowing that God has a hold of us yeah. and has chosen us yeah. is is a great cause for comfort isn't it I, I would say so there's a great uh, focus there so it says you know the chosen ones it says strangers in the world um interesting phrase or sojourners is one of the translations I've got elect exiles here you've exiles. got exiles uh-huh. yeah sojourners actually there's another reference here it's literally diaspora you know the dispersed and and again there is a reference to the people of God Israel and and they were known as the the diaspora the dispersed and scattered ones yeah. and here again uh, Peter is saying hey you're also the chosen the scattered the diaspora the people of God so you've got that lovely um imagery there to 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 um 
really emphasize you are also the chosen people of God. Yeah. And so, yeah, what about this strangers or sojourners? Um, what, what do you make of that whole idea? Well, I mean, I, I go to... Um, there's other, I love going through the commentaries and stuff because there's, there's so much that's uh, spread across the Bible with these terms and everything. Um, and the one you know I came across in relation to that was Hebrews 11, where it talks about the you know the heroes of the faith, if yes, you like, uh, Abel, yeah. Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, yes, Jacob, yes. Sarah. It says in verse 13, 16, they acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Yeah. And then it says words to the effect of not as earthly exiles seeking to go back to a, a, an earthly land that they had left, but they desire a better country that is a heavenly one that God yeah. has prepared. God has prepared a city for them. Um, and it's that whole thing that once you become a Christian, you know, it, it, in a sense, this is this is not your home anymore. You know, um, you're here for a time to for the purposes of God. And then it's, you know, it, there is a day when it's time to go home. And this morning on the broadcast, uh, we were talking about uh, um, Gina's funeral, your mother-in-law's funeral. Um and I love the way Rachel said that, you know, what, what's remembered is, is you know, her character and what she brought and what she did, uh, you know, as a person and, mm -hmm. and the joy that she she had. Um, and it, it goes to show, you know, that she she was passing through. There are yeah. many there are many that, uh, you know, over the years that I've been a Christian in our church, there are people that have passed away. And it always, it always strikes me that, you know, Funerals for a Christian uh, are completely different, yeah. Because it's it's not an end. There is Absolutely. sorrow, there is yeah, a, yeah. A, a missing, and there is you know a, a, a place for mourning. But it's not the end, no. you know. It's in, not the in end. In many ways, it's just the beginning, isn't yeah, it? Of, of the new, yeah. of the absolutely, yeah. So we're we're you know temporary residents. We're just passing through. Yeah. Um, What's the phrase we've got here? Um, temporary resident in a foreign place. Yeah, so we're not to really make our home and, and put all our hopes, uh, you know, in this world. I mean, yeah. um, does that mean, you know, we can't enjoy the, the um, you know, the, the blessings of this world? Because we think of the, the physical blessings in, in life yeah. today. But does that mean we can't enjoy those? No, no. I mean, there is... <laughs> I get these emails, and I should have looked at it a bit more. And it was a, a, a from a Jewish messianic perspective, talking yeah. about um, talking about the attitude that uh, towards the world that we can have of of you know sometimes all, all the things of the world need to be shunned and and uh, for Christians, and we you know we meant to hide away and and not enjoy you know the things that some of the people of the world enjoy, mm -hmm. um, which. You know, is I don't believe that's the the case. You know, as Christians um, and as Jesus, you know, we're to enjoy things. He went to weddings. He he was. I'm sure he danced at the weddings. Uh, I'm sure he enjoyed the food and the celebrations of the Jewish cult culture. Festivals, um, yeah. You know, there's things that as uh, as people we can enjoy in the world. You know, we were bowling yesterday. Um, I enjoy. Good food, probably a bit too much. Um, you know, I enjoy music that's not particularly Christian, but, you know, I, um, 
uh, it's not evil. It's, it's kind of neutral, if you if you like. And it, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a strange thing if we think of the cultural influences on our lives that are very strong, very powerful. We think mm. of the Greek culture, yes. which tended to separate the spiritual from the kind of the physical living of life. It's yeah. almost two different worlds. Yeah. And we we sometimes bring that into our understanding of yes. spiritual life. Whereas in the Hebrew culture, there wasn't that separation. No. They thought of you know. You're, you're living in this physical body and this life, and and our living and moving and having our being is us is spiritual. You yeah, know, and, and, that's and it. all this enjoying of things. So. It's, it's the influence <clears throat> of what I mean. This is a whole subject in itself. The, the Gnostics who kind of tried to hijack some of the early Christian teachings and they, this whole thing about you know the material world is evil. You know, the God who made the material world is evil. We're to to shun that and we're to attain some spiritual, um, you know. Uh, lifting in our lives and yeah, head towards separation. This, this knowledge and this separation, yeah. but that that's a corruption, you know. It like, is, and, isn't it? Yeah. and the way to kind of combat that, as you say, is look at some of these messianic perspectives yes, where there's this yeah. integration yeah, of, of, yeah. of faith and life absolutely, um, yeah. instead of this separation. Interestingly, because I was preaching it uh, last Sunday, but you know, Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is here, yeah. you know, is among you, is in you, and we're to bring the kingdom into the world as well. So interestingly, you know, the, it says we are strangers in the world, we're citizens of another place, and, yeah. and the Bible talks about we're citizens of heaven. I've got a scripture for that. I think, Vicky, it's, um, let's get the right scripture. Philippians 3, verse 20. Yeah, our citizenship is in heaven. So we're, we're looking forward to an, an amazing place, of course. And, he, and Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And one of those, um, and we think of the heavenly city. We, you know, one of the um, translations of that word is mansion as well. I go pre to prepare a mansion for you. So we, we, we do have that perspective and that we, we live for eternity here on earth. But we don't kind of... Um, you know, be in the world, we're in the world, but we're not of the the worldly kind of um, priorities and, mm. and cultures that we don't want to, them to inform our kind of yeah. uh, attitudes to life, would you say? We dance to a different tune. We dance to, to a different to tune. To quote, uh, you know, what's that old song, Lord of the Dance, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's true. Yeah, they, we, you know, it's, we live by... We live in this place, but we live by a different set of values. And that is why, you know, maybe some of the reason for the, the persecution of the Jews mm -hmm. and, and Christians over the years, because they, they live by an, an eternal and um, centuries-old set of customs and practices that stand out. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, so in that sense, mm. uh, we're strangers. Mm. and um, But I think uh, as well that, you know, Peter wanted to, hey, listen, he wanted to encourage the people. If you feel, you know, that oppression sometimes, you know, that persecution where, you know, you feel a bit of a misfit sometimes or, or people are going against you because of your stand for Jesus, you know, don't worry. You're, you're not on your own. You know, this is a, a common kind of uh, common um, experience of the people of God, yeah. you know, are rejected often by the world. But that doesn't mean that we're to um, hide away, but we're to, you know, still bring the salt and light and influence on yeah. the world. That's yeah. a beautiful thing about the church as well. I mean, mm. I've been on uh, several missions over the years um, and in recent years to different festivals. And there has been points where I've met people I've never met before in my life, but because we've got that common faith in Jesus, 
there's a there's a knitting of hearts um yeah, and so there's true. an acceptance and there's a there's a trust as well in, yes, in certain yes, ways so you know i've stayed in many homes in america yes, yeah. where there's just an acceptance and a trust um it's a, it's a beautiful thing of the people of god where where that exists so true ben so true Amazing. you know i i i absolutely endorse that in the sense you know went to india last year went to um guatemala and you know, with people who didn't speak the same language and yet we shared the same spirit. Yeah. There was that love and trust between us that just opened instantly. And it's a spiritual thing, you know, because, uh, yeah, we are a people of God and uh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. So we said that, um, you know, it refers to them being scattered like the diaspora yeah. of, of God throughout the world. It says, um, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Now, we have that um, reference, it, there, there's according to the foreknowledge, also can easily refer to the fact that you're scattered as well. The fact mm. that you're a stranger and may even feel a stranger and may even be experiencing the, you know, the unpleasant side of, of feeling like a stranger yeah. in, in, in a foreign place. It says God knows you know, he's aware. You're yeah. not alone. Just like the heroes of faith you were referring to, Ben, all of them, you know, they had that experience. Even yeah. Jesus himself, the son of God, yeah. came to the earth. You know, he was rejected of the men and the people he created, his own, and yet yeah. was rejected by them. So, you know, it's almost that sense of, look, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing new. You are the people of God. Yeah. I knew about this even when I... Yeah. created you and had you in my mind and therefore i'm with you through this absolutely and that again like like we talk about being the elect you know having god having that foreknowledge that there a relationship between god and man is possible is is comforting yeah. you know it's, yeah. it's just really comforting um yes yeah. and then we go interestingly we've got there through the foreknowledge of god the father through the sanctifying work of the spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ, the Son. There we've got the, the work of the Trinity, yeah. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The sanctification of the Spirit. That, yeah. that again, you know, a big, a big uh, Bible study that you could have. Um, I mean, you can, you can analyze things in the Bible. You know, it says, it says there are theological terms in the Bible that, you know, we're not kind of putting on the Bible, they are there and mm. they're to be explored. I mean, the justification is a declaration that God says when you repent and become a Christian, he declares you in a judicial sense, like a judge, that you are sinless, you are Christian, you are, you are mine. Justified. Justified. Just as if I had never sinned. <laughs> Just as if you'd never sinned, that's exactly right. And then yeah. sanctification, another process that you can observe, mm. it speaks about in the word. Is, is a process. Uh, justification is a declaration. Sanctification is a process. And a sanct being sanctified uh, is, is something that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. It's, yeah. it's the working of the Holy Spirit mm. um, as, we, as we live it out as Christians. We are sanctified. It says in uh, Corinthians, we are washed, sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. This is sanctification. This sanctification is ours because we are saved, because we are in Christ. So we are sanctified, but we are being sanctified. Thessalonians. And we will continue to be sanctified yeah. all the way through. Yeah, I mean, you've got that initial work, the Holy Spirit, you know, revealing Christ to us and us being made new by the yeah. Spirit, born again in the Spirit of God. It's a path, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that interestingly, that um, that 
imagery of a pathway, a journey, sojourners, yeah, you know, yeah. strangers, travellers. We're travelling through. through. And, and that uh, kind of imagery of being a traveller in God and a pilgrim yeah. is, again, right through the scriptures, isn't it? If we think yeah. of, you know, the people of God, they were... They were traveling through the wilderness. They lived in tents yeah. and they were on their way to the promised land. That's and it. in many senses, it's like that for us. You know, we have that yeah. continual, um, sure and certain hope of the promised land ahead. Absolutely. We're traveling. We're not alone, just like God traveled with with the people of Israel, you know, with the, um, the pillar of smoke and the pillar of fire. Uh, he travels with us. You know, I am yeah. with you always in this journey. That's it. Yeah. The, so, Go ahead. Go on. No, the pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. On. No, I was going to say, you know, it, it is a journey, you know, and yeah. uh, we said last week the scripture in Proverbs, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. Derek Prince quote, righteousness is a path, it's not a place, a journey. Um, and what, you know, what is being sanctified, you know, the working, what is the working out? Mm. Thessalonians said, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that you know how to control your body, in holiness and honour, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one uh, transgress, transgresses or wrongs his brother, but God has not called us for impurity but in holiness. And, you know, the modern-day kind of uh, world that we live in when we talk about things like uh, lust, you know, mm -hmm. we're thinking of sexual things. But, you know, the word in, in the scripture, lust, it means, you know, wrong passions for anything, really. Um, and it's just talking there about, Con learning self-control. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control of your life. And being sanctified is something we don't do alone. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in mm. our lives. And it's it's worked out a thousand times a day in every decision yeah. and in every thought. And, you know, if you submit yourself to God mm -hmm. uh, and, you you know, you spend time with him, you get to know him um, and you walk out your faith, that process of sanctification, which is a work of the Holy Spirit, yeah. is worked out in your life. You will find yourself um, reacting differently mm -hmm. um, because you have the presence of God in your life. You will find yourself dealing with situations differently. S things that made you angry in the past or situations mm. that made you angry, you'll have a check in yourself, you know, to deal with it in a different way. And I, I testify to the truth of that myself in my life, not always um, deal with things perfectly, but it's definitely, you know, in, in the span of time, uh, yeah. in work life as well, you know, the way you deal with things differently and injustices, you know, um, this is a work of God, yes, isn't it? It's the yes. sanctifying. He undertakes to do it. Yeah. He performs it. And, um, and you know, we have a comfort in that, Ben, don't we? Because, I mean, mm. he says, Now to him who is able to keep you yeah. from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God and Savior. That's, um, this is in uh, Jude, verse 24. And, and, you know, it is a work of God, that keeping of us, that transforming of us as well from glory to glory into the image of God. And we can take great comfort from that. Again, you know, we might say, someone might say, but, you know, let's let's focus on the half full. Let's not worry about some of these questions. Oh, you know, is this God's work or is it my work? And, you know, and uh, listen, it's both, of course. And again, we've got the tension of the two there. Yeah. 
but rest in him. It is God who is at work in you. That's and again, it, it re- reminds me of the verse, it is God who works in you. Yeah. The will to act according to his... Go- so yeah. even that desire that you have to do the right thing, mm. that comes from God. He's working it in you by the Holy that's Spirit. It. And that's a great yeah. comfort. Is that, Oh, thank God it's not down to me and Ian Fowkes because, you know, yeah. if it was if I was relying on myself for these things, I would be um, I would be very worried. Uh, yeah. So for the sanctifying work and for obedience to Jesus Christ, yeah, and the sprinkling of His blood. That yeah, that that one there. I know we're running out of time, but yeah, they, definitely obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood. Mm. Last time when we talked about, or the time before that, when we talked about the ministry of uh, John the Baptist, that he was ushering in the kingdom of God, and we discussed about how that that wasn't a place or something to arrive at, but it was the acceptance of the rule of God on your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when it, the sprinkling with his blood, that refers back to um, Exodus, where the people were at Mount Sinai and Moses was saying to them, no, do, you, do you submit to God, the rule of God in your lives, etc.? Um, and they said, yes, we do. And that was sealed with with the sprinkling of his blood. Yes. They, they said, like we do as Christians, I take the rule of God in my life. Mm-hmm. And symbolically, as it is in the Old Testament with the ritual, there was sacrificial lamb, uh, shadowing Jesus, and he sprinkled the blood on them as a symbolic yes. um, washing, if you like. Yeah. And there of, was like a covenant was made with them, that's wasn't it? it? Yeah, they yeah. became, if you like, the covenant people of God. That's it. And, and yeah, God was dedicated to them. They were dedicated to God. And yeah, mm. that sprinkling of his blood, we, we think of taking communion, don't Absolutely. we, regularly yeah. where we're reminded that yeah. we are we're continually sprinkled, in fact, you know, because yeah. we're we're cleansed, but cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, even from mm. all of our sins. So, yeah. yes, we may suddenly become uh, conscious of of certain sins, and and then we can just bring them to God, you know, yeah. uh, in that kind of act of of communion, which is that symbolic reminder yeah. that you know, and be cleansed in our conscience, cleansed in our mind, and and feel the absolute freedom. Of That's peace it. with God. And, and why blood? That was a question I asked. What, mm. what is it with blood? You know, yeah. especially in the Old Testament, you know, obviously in the New Testament, mm. the blood of Jesus. And, uh, you know, I got me thinking, you know, I've, I've spoken about these things before, you know, the life is in the blood. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And this week at work, I had to give a blood transfusion um, to someone whose whose oxygen level in their blood was very very low, um, and it, we had a discussion about the breath of God um, yeah. bringing man to life, and oh, you know, yeah. blood obviously has yes. hemoglobin in mm-hmm. it that, that 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 brings life to all your tissues. Um, the word again and again, uh, it, it kind of talks about it's got this this thing. You won't, probably won't find it in modern translations. It talks about your kidneys. Um, Psalm twenty six two. Examine me, O Lord. Prove me. Try my reins. We, you go back. It's old English for kidneys, and try my reins in my heart. And uh, kidneys, uh, they they uh, they produce this thing from. Uh, it's a pro, some kind of hormone that mm. uh, promotes. Um, Blood vessels to be produced from your bone marrow. Blood mm. vessels, air, life. You know, even in, even in the Word of God, it talks about these things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, 
blood being life, mm-hmm. uh, being life breath. Life is in the blood. That's it, and yeah. representing life. And it, 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 that's the symbolic thing with the sprinkling of the blood. It's life. It's, it's mm-hmm. costly if it's removed yes, and sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. And as Jesus was a costly sacrifice for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's symbolic of breath and life, as we say, because it's, it, yeah, it's we all symbolism, isn't it? The precious blood, the precious of, blood. of Jesus that's Christ. It. Yeah, not it's gold precious. or silver, but the most precious thing in the world. And we yeah. finish grace and peace be yours in abundance. That's a declaration. That's not yeah. just a, a kind of greeting in a letter, but that's a, a declaration, a truth that you can receive by faith, grace, the unmerited favor of God, the choosing of God, the love of God, the yeah. all the power and the benefits of being a very child of God and p- peace, shalom peace, that Amen. peace with God, peace with yourself and peace with others, peace with your fellow man. Not not just yours, but yours in abundance, overflowing. And as you say, amen, you know, you receive. It's by faith we impart those things in in one sense. We can impart by, by the Spirit of God and by faith. We can declare and impart those things to others. And in the same way, by faith, we can receive those things and those truths. So uh, I know we're running out of time. Just got a, a minute there, but I, I just... Im- Encourage you, receive the grace and the peace that is yours in great abundance um, that God has for you. And just be reminded, you are chosen. If you are a child of God, he has chosen you. Jesus said, I chose you. You did not choose me. I knew you before the creation of the world. And I'm sanctifying you. I'm committed to work in you by my spirit to get you all the way, holy and blameless before me. You are a citizen of mine, a citizen of heaven, a royal priesthood, a holy people chosen for obedience to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Ben, thanks a lot. Let's uh, continue to encourage one another through the word. And uh, we shall be doing verses 3 to, where did we say we'd get Uh, to? 9, I think. 3 to to 9 inclusive next next chapter. We commit to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, focus. God bless you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time.